0: Welcome, everybody, to episode three of the Arsaholics. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining us. Um, So a few hours after we've just finished uh, the Man City game, unfortunately, uh, a 1-0 loss. Um, We'll go straight into the team lineup. Um, Arteta's made a few changes for this one. Uh, Five changes, I believe it was. So uh, Tierney came in at left back for Cedric, the centre back, Pairing was swapped for Holding and Mari. Elneny came in for Sabios and Smith Rowe was rested for Pepe. Um, Nero, thoughts on the team lineup when you saw it?
1: Um, sort of expected he was going to rotate after sort of you know uh, first team played the same team twice you know two weeks in a row or two games in a row. Um, when I saw when I saw um, Tieni and um, you know Pepe starting, I thought that you know. He obviously tried that out for the last sort of 30 minutes of the last game. So I thought it would be the same sort of thing. Ten left back and then, uh, you know, Pepe left wing. So I was quite surprised when, you know, Pepe started on the right and Saka on the left, to be honest. Um, El Nenny-wise, it's sort of a El Nenny kind of game, I thought, you know, or, you know, from Mateta's point of view, you know, not too attacking, just, you know, someone's going to spray the ball left and right. Um And the other surprise, I think, I guess I sort of thought that, you know, I predicted last time I thought uh, Lacazette was going to start. Again, I thought it would be a sort of Lacazette kind of game where sort of hold the ball up and sort of you know, spray it around. Um, so, yeah, sort of uh, sort of surprised with that bit, to be honest. And, yeah, I think just rotating the centre-backs is, I think, just part and parcel, really. Like, there's no, okay. uh, between yeah. the four, there's no, like, I don't know. I wouldn't say there's out of the four, there's two, you know, clear, you know, first-team centre-backs, I think. Stand-out. Stand-out yeah. centre-backs. Yeah. I think he's still trying okay. to, you know, figure out the best combination there.
0: Sure. And Aaron, I think you said in the last episode that you thought Saka might get rested yeah. today. Yeah, I was surprised, surprised he, he wasn't.
2: There. Yeah. Um, it seemed like the obvious time to rest him. And, you know, not only did we play him, but then we didn't even play him on the right where he seems to be doing all the damage recently, uh, which I mm. thought was odd. I, you know, Pepe starting made sense. The centre-backs kind of rotating again made perfect sense, but it didn't really seem like we did enough to rest all our players for next week, but we didn't do enough to win the game. We kind of compromised on both. We didn't fully go for it, but we didn't really rest everyone either. It was a bit of a mixed bag, which was a bit annoying.
3: It was a bit weird in that. But I I think for me, the biggest biggest surprise was making three changes to the defense that's a lot that's the majority of your defense change yeah and and i, I could understand Tierney. i think we all knew when he was going to be fit he comes in he's our only actual left back right but with Mari and holding both coming in cold that for me was strange to have therefore three of the four and you know it looked even stranger when you go a goal down after <laughs> about a minute and a half right mm-hmm. um but that that was a big but 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 otherwise I sort of you know I think with the Saka thing I think you know Aaron and you always talk about playing him in his best position right wing seems to be and, and I, I do sort of agree with that but I'm still not convinced we know what Saka's best position is because he's so young he's still at a stage in his career he's 19 like I think if you add up t- all the all the games that he's played and all the various positions. You know, I think that he's had good performances on the left as well as he has on the right. but and, and I wonder how much of it is still the fact that he's versatile and flexible. Arteta's having to look at it a little bit and think, okay, where can he spring a surprise? Is there a way that he thinks the opposition are actually going to prepare? And, and can he do something different? And Saka gives him the ability to do that, right? Because he can, he can move him from various different positions. So do you think
2: that was part of the plan? Like this tactical thing of playing... Saka on the left, Pepe on the right um, was like a deliberate tactical plan rather than, you know, it seemed a bit of an oversight to me because Pepe's struggled for a while out on the right. We move him to the left, he does really mm-hmm. well. Saka, you know, he's not struggled on the left, but he's he looks so much better, has added goals to his game when he's on the right. And then to kind of take away that those strengths from two of your most attacking players, it just seemed like, I kind of felt like he overthought it a bit. But
1: even mm-hmm. like, to be honest, like the way why Pep's team is working so well is, you know, he'll try something out and all those players are very versatile that if it's not working, he could have, you know, move Sterling out or, you know, move mm. players around. Um, you know, like that's why the Pep team right now is really good. Like Kinsella, I think, played as a number nine so a few, <laughs> few weeks ago and yeah. you know, he can play in midfield as well. So starting, I, I completely agree. I would have, you know, personally, Saka's doing really well on the right, playing there the two games that Pepe has done, done well lately for us, he's been on the left. But at the same time, if it isn't working straight away, why not start, you know, mixing it around a bit more? He could have reacted a lot quicker, I think, as well, rather than just all persisting with them to where they're playing.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll get into the, the sort of game. Um, I just, I was going to add to that as well. Um, I thought, I, I agree with you guys, um, would have preferred to see it the other way around in terms of um, Saka and Pepe in the, where they started. Maybe it was something to do with the link up with Tierney as well, on the left. Possibly, we don't know. But yeah, okay. Um, And then, um, well, moving on to the game. So just in terms of what we were coming into on this, uh, for this game against City. So obviously, we weren't particularly confident coming into it. Um, They've been in some amazing form. Uh, I mean, just some stats to throw out there. So um, I believe that before this game, they've won 12 league games in a row. And I think it was 18 in all competitions and that were unbeaten in 24 matches in all competitions. And in terms of our form against them, in the last 10 games, they've only lost once to us, which was the cup semi-final and all the other nine games have been wins for City. So we've had pretty bad form <clears throat> against them. Uh, so I, I think with all of that in mind and knowing how strong they are uh, anyway, even if they weren't in that sort of form, the first thing that you'd probably be telling the players as they come out is don't concede any goal. Like Keep yourselves in the game. Don't, yeah. don't make it to, to, that much more difficult for yourselves than it's already going to be. And another interesting stat um, I saw was uh, in the last five visits to the Emirates, City's last five visits to the Emirates, the minutes that they've scored their goals. So I don't know if you guys saw this. The <laughs> third minute, that, yeah. the, mm. the second minute, the 14th minute, the 15th minute <laughs> and the fifth minute. Mm, no so way. that tells you everything about yeah so that tells you everything about how we should have come out um, for the start of the game and what our priorities should have been. Um, so obviously a bit disastrous really what did happen in the first couple of minutes.
3: and the way um, it was conceded, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it, yeah, it, like, yeah Do you know what I mean Ooh.
3: And like you yeah, know with, yeah. with Arteta, you could see he was fuming in his interview about it. It was, it was so clear like he was like, you can't let Sterling win a header in that situation. I Do not do you think that was any part of City's plan? Like, absolutely not. City never thought. No, I tell you what, we're going to score score early by getting a ball in between both mm. centre backs, and, and Sterling's going to jump higher than Rob Holding <laughs> yeah. and get it get it in the corner. That's never. And then you know. And I guess we talk about all our players having different strengths, and and Holding is quite good in the air. It's
0: yeah, just you know a, a really confusing thing, right? Um, maybe just a lapse of concentration, but maybe he just can't afford to do that again. Do that to be fair.
1: I mean, that's, it's that's almost like he just didn't know.
0: I mean, even if he didn't, he was nowhere really near like he was nowhere really mm. near the ball, he was nowhere really nowhere really near Sterling. It just seemed to be just didn't get it right. Like, I don't know, positionally just wasn't right. Didn't seem mm. to track the flight of the ball, maybe something just went wrong. Um To be fair, obviously. I thought it was
2: a really good header, like fair play to mm, Sterling. Like the far. amount of air he got on that. Mm.
0: And the direct. It was a good header. And he made it unsavable for, for Leno, but he didn't have to do anything to Yeah, he was like, not challenged at all. There was not challenged. It, it was a free, good it, movement like a, yeah. and it was a great cross, but we made it so easy for them, which is, mm. again, like in the first few minutes, I mean, just really, really awful. Um, you can sort of see think, in the first few minutes as well, they were just targeting,
1: maybe because Tierney's just come back from, you know, injury. So they, I think they tried to exploit that, getting the ball out to Mahrez, you know, the first sort of five, 10 minutes, it was just all on the right. Mahrez had a lot of the ball at the beginning and I think maybe that was sort of Pets' tactic. As soon as the whistle goes, just go for it. Yeah. Uh, go down the right, cross it in or, you know, cause trouble. I mean, the thing
0: about our left side is Tierley obviously bombs up forward a lot. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that he's, nece- you know, he tracks back really, really well. And he's obviously a really, really kind of energetic player with a good engine on him. But that, that yeah, in kind of to tie in what you just said about maybe Pep's ta- tactic um, targeting the left is maybe sometimes we we might leave that side a bit more open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, with The way Tierney attacks and does bomb forward, um, but yeah, no, fair point. Um, and yeah, like I said, so awful start, really. Um, how did you guys feel about sort of the, the how the game panned out from uh, us conceding that early goal? How do you think we we sort of coped with um City go after that?
2: I thought we were. Okay, we recovered, you know, after the first five minutes. I think we were joking. This could be like four <laughs> or five. Um, yeah, And they had a few half chances. I think Gundogan kind of got in behind once.
3: It got stuck a in his st- feet, didn't it? Yeah. Um,
2: and then potentially De Bruyne had a few half chances as well. And I think at that point, we were pretty lucky that it wasn't 3-0 after 15 minutes. But after that, given we were 1-0 down, I thought we then started to assert ourselves a bit. Um we got the ball out quite quickly. We started breaking quite quickly, um, but then and Saka played some really good passes into Tierney, who put a few decent crosses in. But you know, it was all half chances, half attacks. We never really looked fully convincing that we were going to score. We, but you know, but when you compare ourselves to the standards of the first ten minutes, yeah, it looked really good. But I don't think City were ever really that worried, and they they struggled a bit. Up until half time, but then I thought as the game went on, City were fairly comfortable and you know, it kind of just felt that they didn't really ever get out of second or third gear.
3: Pep even said that he in his interview, he said in the first half he was like we were really good in the first fifteen, twenty minutes, but Arsenal were better than us for the second half of the second of the first half. Hmm. And yeah. in the final yeah. twenty, yeah. twenty five minutes and that yeah. I do agree with that. I think you know, like I was a bit annoyed. I tell you, what, I was a bit annoyed with the commentary because I thought the commentary today was also a bit lazy from Gary Neville, who I think is usually you know excellent. He he sort of made the comment quite early on that he felt that the Arsenal players looked really dejected, almost had given up trying to press. He said, "Look, they're not even pressing; they're they're not doing it." Hmm. And I thought that was a really weird thing to say because because later on he also then sort of said, "You know, the thing is with City, they're going to try and drag you out of position and 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 exploit those gaps." when it looked to me, when I was looking at how we were trying to defend, I thought we intentionally weren't pressing a lot of the time. It seemed like that was a planned thing to do. Not that it was that they were lazy and they couldn't be bothered. They'd given up because City were really good. And I felt therefore, you know, even what what Gary Neville said was contradictory. I I completely agree with his second point. Yes, they were trying to, they'll try and drag you out of position. And I thought we just weren't getting dragged out of position. So although it did look like You know, it wasn't the prettiest display from us in the first half. I thought we looked quite organized. Um, And I think, therefore, we perhaps didn't get the credit that we deserved in some from tactically from that respect. And I think Arteta even alluded to something. I don't know if you guys all saw that bit of the interview, but he, he alluded to the fact that something very specific tactically that they had agreed upon before the game had not worked at the beginning there was something that they just did not get right and it left them very disorganized and then they rectified it and then they started playing better. Um, so mm. I do think it was a bit like, it was a bit of a chess game and and, and uh, I think it probably isn't fair to say, you know, as one hand, you could say City were just in sec they never got out of second gear. But but in fairness, did we do things that didn't allow them to get into third or fourth or fifth gear? It's
1: hard Maybe. to see- yeah Yeah, it's hard to say that. Yeah. I think, I- go on. Yeah, I
2: just felt like if City wanted to, they and we got an equalizer. They would have easily mm-hmm. got uh, a second or third had they really wanted to. But you're right, we didn't. We didn't make it so easy that they could. They were picking around passes for fun, like they were in the first ten minutes. So that was yeah. good. But I just felt that you know, and City are so defensively strong. So it makes this game so hard to analyze because even if we were doing everything really well, we still might not have scored. Yeah, but. Mm-hmm. I felt we didn't really. They never really looked worried by our attack, and that was what kind of really annoyed me a bit.
1: Yeah, I think I think City were. I think they were very comfortable, um, and like I think Roger said, they didn't get out of second gear. Um, I think the only shot on target we had was that that Tierney sort of half-hearted effort, <laughs> um, and I think maybe I don't know, maybe they had you know one eye on Champions League midweek, um, and they probably thought you know we didn't need to. Uh, you know go all out to be honest um, you know even by the end like Cancelo and, Edi- and um, Edison were sort of messing around weren't they <laughs> The With yeah. back pass and like I think for City's point of view they thought you know they started off really well one nil up I don't think we pushed enough like we're creating chances down you know down the left wing but you know I thought Tierney's end product wasn't great but I think that's probably down to match fitness to be honest I'm not gonna sort of take anything else away from him um, I think yeah other areas of the pitch we could have you know if you, if you want to beat City, you sort of need all 11 players, you know, performing. And, you know, I could probably name a couple of players that were actually playing pretty well today. Um, I think City knew that. And, yeah, you can sort of see that they probably had one eye. If they wanted three goals, they could have got three goals, I think, quite, quite easily. If they wanted to, sort of go for it.
3: It's hard to mm. compete when you're playing a team. I mean, they literally have they have three defenders on their bench today who individually cost as much as our back five. Back five. (laughs) Back five. Yeah. Yeah? (laughs) They had three defenders on their bench who individually... It's so hard to compete with that because when you look Mm -hmm. at, you know, even the analysis, and I remember Michael Richards was interesting because he was sort of saying, you know, Ruben Diaz, look, he sort of fixed this big problem that they had. I mean, (laughs) Well, and good if you can just kind of go, all right, I'm going to buy another 60 million centre-back and then now that's going to fix all my problems. You know, Laporte is nowhere to be seen and he's, what, 50-odd million does anyone even remember that Nathan Aki plays for Man City for yeah. 40 million? You know, it's like, it's so hard. That's why I find games like this to put, find it really hard to put into context and actually think, should I be happy with Arsenal? Should I, should I be disappointed? Cause it's no good saying, oh, well we only lost one nil. So, you know, and, and be happy. There's something annoying about that as well, but I can't, how can you compete?
2: The reason I'm a bit more frustrated is because it, I can, you can draw a lot of parallels from what happened against Villa the other week where, yeah they scored an early goal and despite that we didn't really do anything that game and i remember the last 10 minutes of the villa game yeah i don't think we had a chance or even a shot on target um and i just feel that whenever we are tasked of breaking down a difficult defence either from you know a defence genuinely being top class like citys are or when a team sits back we just Completely run out of ideas. Like Oba just looks like the wrong striker against those kind of defenses. We seem to be lacking ideas, and for whatever reason, we still haven't really figured out how to beat those tough defensive teams.
1: Do you think sure. we went for it though? That's another question. I think I know we spoke about it. It's like it felt like it felt like Arteta was sort of scared
0: to lose by more than one goal. No, no, like he didn't sort of so, take the shackles off. Yeah, I mean, I think it's quite interesting because. In the first half, if you go for it, or in the early stages of the game, if you go for it against City, you could quite easily get picked off. And we've been mm. guilty of that in the past as well. Yeah. Um, obviously, played any for a reason. And I think it was maybe more you know, a tactic of contain and then let's see what happens kind of thing. And obviously, that went, goes out the window in the first few minutes if you concede that early. Um, so, yeah, obviously, once you go 1-0 down, then you do, to a certain extent, have to go for it. But we were still in the game, you know, somewhat fortunately, maybe. Um going into the um going into half time sorry um so going into the second half we started the second half pretty well in terms of we seem to have a lot more of the ball um but again i think it uh, ties in and i agree with what you guys were just saying um final third sort of lack of quality lack of that final ball was was just not mm. there um and i think yeah, I mean, first part of the second half, any, any thoughts on kind of how we were performing, how we were doing? How much, it's not exactly the answer to your question, but
3: similar to what I said to another point, how much of it, guys, do you think, though, is it that we were stopped from being able to do those moments of quality or or, or penetrate in a way that we would like, like, you know, Again, how much do we have to complement the quality of City's defenders and their defensive midfielders and just their general organisation at preventing us from being able to showcase any of those items of quality that Aaron and you you mentioned?
2: I feel like if this game was in isolation, then yeah, we could say, yeah, City did well. But we've seen other teams just stop us from attacking countless number of times, especially in the latter, like towards the last 15 minutes of games. I think I saw a stat where yeah, we hardly ever score. have scored goals in the last 15 minutes of games this season. We just don't finish games, even when we're losing by one or two or, ch- you know, we're level and chasing a winner. We never just go for it. And we have a real, I don't know if it's a psychological thing, if it's a tactical thing, or even if it's a fitness thing where, you know, by 75 minutes, we're just completely exhausted. Mm. But for whatever reason, we just seem incapable of really fully just, you know going for it and like we didn't even have a shot when we we're chasing that like so mm-hmm. I think there's something there with how either Arteta sets up the team or the types of players that we have where they're far too cautious even when we're losing
1: I think it's, yeah. like, it's a, like definitely a t- or part of it is a tactical thing the fact that he brought on Sabio from the 86th minute for Elneny like yeah that was a good substitution but it should have happened sort of a lot earlier um, mm-hmm. and I think this is sort of continuous pattern that I've sort of noticed with Arteta is that he's very, very late to make subs. The one thing I did like uh, about, you know, Emery before was if things are not working at half time, he was not afraid to make the sub.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, mm. And sort of too often, it feels like if we're not winning, we sort of wait, even like, you know, bringing on the other two subs we brought on today, I think Smith Rowe, uh, Smith Rowe and uh, Lacazette we brought on, wasn't it? Even that was what, 73rd minute? Again, yeah. it's if you want to make things happen, just Bring him on early and, you know, try and force the game. Otherwise, it feels like having El Nani on the pitch to the 86th minute, like what kind of message of that show, right? It sort of shows that he's happy to.
0: Yeah. Sort of. I think the one that I was quite surprised about, as you just mentioned here, was um, Smith Rowe. I don't know if it's maybe a fitness thing, because obviously he's mm. been coming off fairly early in the last couple of games, but I think he's gone down in both of those games with some sort of knock. Um, mm. And obviously he was rested today, but yeah, um, yeah, I would yep. have expected to see him on a bit earlier because, like I said, we had a decent amount of a decent amount of the ball. Um, like sometimes you see City play and they just, you know, you just don't get mm-hmm. the ball off them. And we actually came out okay. in the second half. We had some of the ball and almost to kind of um, to try and take the next step of actually getting some shots away or making creating Great. some chances. ESR might have been the guy. He did come on and yeah, like you said, seventy third minute. So he's not not really getting much time to make too much of an impact. Um, but yeah, okay. I, I, I think I, I agree with you guys on that. Um,
3: but I say, aside from the Sheffield United game at, the, at home towards the beginning of the season I can't remember a game where our subs have managed to change the game and I'm not necessarily saying that all the subs have been bad subs because I think there's been games where I've agreed with the subs but I just I can't remember aside from that because that game if you remember Pepe came on and he was cool. really good and he scored a really good goal as well and you know, it linked up really nicely I can't remember that many games. Uh, sorry, any games aside from that where we've brought on subs and and actually something has changed. Well, if they're coming on with 5
1: minutes to go mate, it's quite hard for them to <laughs> do. I agree, it, and maybe yeah. that's it. And there was, fair two, enough. was it two two subs in the 90th minute against Benfica. Yeah, yeah. Like, but, no, fair
3: enough, and maybe that's like, it. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's it. So maybe you're right, Nero. Maybe it's a, a timing thing. Um may, maybe that is it. And I guess this is the one thing that you can't Arteta you know, for all of a great tactical mind, I'm sure that he is, and apparently he does seem that experience of in-game management mm. and substitute having to be the guy who makes the substitutions. You know, he doesn't have that. And Emery, on the other hand, like Nero, you mentioned, has copious amounts of that experience. So I, I don't know. Yeah,
0: sure. And um, I think this was the kind of game. I, I think I pointed out in the uh, in our chat when we, during the game, you see the difference in quality and. Uh, Raj, you mentioned it, obviously, look, they've, they've spent a lot, lot more than us and have the capability of spending that money. But when you sort of look at how players like Xhaka, Elneny, Bellerin kind of match up to their equivalents um, and some of the sort of really, really sloppy passing as well. And, you know, we, we all, we've we talked about Xhaka so many times. We know the limitations of El Elneny, Bellerin. They're basically the players and probably others that you could say are now... Upgradable, And I don't want to get into a big chat about, you know, who who in our squad should we be looking to um, offload and who should be look, looking to upgrade. But I think it's this kind of game that makes that really, really clearer. Sometimes we see these guys play in games against lesser teams or in the Europa League and we think, oh, they're doing quite well. But I think for us to challenging um, and, and really start to get back to where we used to be, which is where we all want us to be, um, it's maybe those sorts of players and those positions that we really need to be looking at at strengthening. Obviously, we're missing Partey today. who's, you know, hmm. by far our best midfielder.
3: Uh, Maes, how realistic do you think it is, though, Miles, Like, in terms of if this is the bar, if City's the bar, hmm. and if we need to go out in the market and improve our squad to a level where, you know, we can compete,
0: how are we going to do so, that? So we've talked about this, right? And I think it's a case of the Liverpool model is probably the closest... It's probably the the best way that we're going to do it, um, assuming that the ownership stays the same. and I mean, it's not like we haven't spent money, so we can't complain that we haven't spent money. We just haven't Mm -hmm. spent the money on the level of City, probably Chelsea as well, and maybe United. So what Liverpool did with, they had an asset, Coutinho, they sold him for silly money um, and they were able to reinvest that into um, the the squad and they identified the key positions that they knew they needed to you know keeper was absolutely had to be replaced costing the champions league the season before um alisson came in and obviously van dijk as well and, and obviously it's all you know it's worked actually, out for them right they've they've, they've gone big, big on two massive signings and it's re- and it's worked out for them but maybe that is going to have to be our yeah. our our plan going forward you know um we seem to be we seem to be okay, okay. spending 30 million on Gabriel, 30 million on Saliba, you know, um, etc. Um, But we're not going to be able to go and buy, oh, obviously we've Pepe for 70 million, but we're not going to be able to go and buy whoever the next big centre-back is or whoever, the, you know, whatever positions yeah. we need to strengthen when we need to replace a et cetera. I don't think we're going to be able to spend 80 million on whoever it is. And to be honest, getting that player to mm. us is going to be difficult enough anyway with the kind of other teams and clubs that are going to be uh, in competition. So maybe that's the route we have to go. I don't know who that player is going to be for us. You're looking at people like, unfortunately, maybe someone like Saka. I don't know. I don't want him to go. Obviously, no Arsenal fan does, but maybe in a couple of years, he is going okay. to be as good as he looks at the moment or he's going to get better. Is he going to become a player that you start talking about in the same price range, range as sort of mm. Haaland, Jadon okay. Sancho, etc.? And, you know, if teams start knocking with 100 million, mm. your Arsenal in the Europa League sitting in mid-table, same. how do you say no? Is he going to say no? So, I mean, I mean it's a... It's a you know, that's a conversation, but I think it's possible obviously like I said Liverpool went really really big and, and maybe they got a little lucky that it worked out and you can see and it shows what, now struggling yeah yeah exactly you can see how much they're struggling now um, without their their best defender and possibly their best player you could argue so
2: yeah but I, I I get what you're saying right but I just don't think city is a realistic benchmark for us mm. at least in the next two, three years. And if you look at the table now, are we that far off Leicester, you know, West Ham, believe it or not, uh, Chelsea no. and Man United? I
3: don't, I don't think I,
2: don't. I think we're maybe two players, two or three players off, which is still realistic in a summer or like a year or two yeah. to bridge that gap. Like City, like like you said, Raj, they they make they can afford to have fifteen million pound mistakes and you know leave them on their bench. Um we went big on Pepe and you know so far it hasn't really worked out. But when we go big on players like Partey, you know, these signings absolutely have to come off because we can't really we're not in the position where we can get them wrong again and again. Um so I think you know it's gonna be a case of one player every window mm. where we try and gradually catch up. And I don't think we're that far off if it wasn't for the disastrous start that we had. No, everyone is still dropping points, um, except maybe Leicester, who's the interview flying at the moment. Mm. But I don't think we're that much worse off when we compare first 11s. Mm.
1: The one I think, I think, often that, like, we do have the budgets to spend money. It's just, you see, other yeah. teams are, like I said, Liverpool, perfect example. The other teams are so much better at getting or sort of selling in the market. Um, for some reason, we, we can't seem to. We can't seem to be getting, you know, selling players for X amount of money. You know, like I remember Chelsea sold like Oscar for like 50 million <laughs> abroad somewhere. Um, <laughs> they and, always yeah, manage yeah, to Chelsea sell Sama to China. Always sell to China <laughs> somehow. Um, it was the thing, you know, we managed to sell Ozil for some sort of money as well somewhere. Um, it's Liverpool, Coutinho. So that every club somehow manages to bring in money. But for some reason, we just, maybe we, we sell too late. I think that's probably the issue. Like we don't sell players. the like, remember went Bellerin like a few years ago. The bars were after him for like 60 70 million. I can imagine if we were a bit more sort of savvier then, we might have, you well, know. Appar- apparently, was it PSG
0: that wanted him in the summer?
1: PSG in the summer, um, yeah. And Wilshire, before he goes know, while he was injury prone, I think Juve were in for him for like you know 40 50 million. I know there's sort of examples of the past, but we need to yeah. learn to sort of sell at the right time. Um, and I don't want to sell Saka, but
0: my company, I mean, I mean, I'm where... just if we imagine we sell Wilshire, I mean, okay, whatever happened with him, yeah, imagine exactly. we sell Wilshire, like you, it's easy to say that now with how yeah, his career yeah. panned out, unfortunately, but mm. I mean, he was. You know, what talent. Was and, and but he was injury prone, he was,
1: prone though. Like, he was injury prone at the time as well though. But He yeah. embodied,
3: our, yeah, he, you know. Well, I
1: know,
0: yeah. Uh, he, he, I think
3: the players that it feels like we need to sort of think about cashing in on are the ones that the fans necessarily aren't incredibly emotionally t- tied to and that doesn't yeah. always mean that those are bad players but, mm. you know, we've got like Torreira, Guendouzi, people like that who we could still get a little bit of money for and, you know, even if it's a case, to be honest, like, I think Laka, you know, we might be able to get some, I know, and, you know, and I think this deserves a much broader discussion at some yeah. point, but, but um things with, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Go no, go, no, you go.
1: I'll say with uh, right now, because we've got um Odegaard and Ceballos on loan at uh, right now from Real Madrid, you know, the Real Madrid scouts are probably watching our games a bit more closely than they would have. They're probably watching our games week in, week out. And, you know, looking at the likes of like Tierney and Saka will be probably hot on their top of their, I'm not saying top of the list, but it'll be, They'll be definitely be scouted and sort of put on their radar. So you can imagine as a result of this, you know, there might start being interest from the likes of your, you know, Real Madrid's and whoever else starts scouting them. So um yeah, like again, emotionally attached to both players, you wouldn't want them to, you know, to go. Mm. But you know, if 100, you know, hundred million pound offer comes from one of those players, who knows? Like, I think what in the position happen, right?
0: that yeah, in the position that we're in it becomes quite hard to Keep, sort of keep players
1: keep t- players down, And for Saka and tieni, you got a Champions League football.
0: Yeah. For a big yeah. club.
1: So And they might even say, you know what, keep keep Danny and keep uh, <laughs> Odegaard, just give us one of them. Right.
3: As long as you have a play. Like, you know, with Liverpool and that, you know, they sold Coutinho, made loads of money, but mm. they they had players in place in such a way that they didn't miss him when he left, mm. right? It wasn't a a huge part of their identity that went. Mm. And I think that's probably if we do sell players even if they are like prodigious talents it's just we've got to make sure that we're not suddenly taking out a massive component of the team Hmm. and then have to sort of you
0: know almost rebuild right okay Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, Um, yeah I think definitely the, the talk talk about or conversation so about yeah. the squad and ins and outs and who, where we think we can improve is warrants a, a separate a separate episode right. for sure. Um, um, just on, just the, on league the league position, because you guys did touch on it. Um, um, so, so it keeps, keeps us, in, us in, or keeps us, we remain, we in, remain 10th in 10th place, point. 34 points, point. two behind Spurs after they lost, I have to mention that, um, um, but they do um, have they a do game have, in hand on us. And uh, Nero, um, as you mentioned a earlier in the week, uh, fourth place West Ham, 45 points. So we're mm. what 11 points behind them, played the same played the number, same of, number games. of games. So, so when win. are we getting in the top four, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that's going to come up.
1: <laughs> if, you, if you listen, listen back. back... Yeah, mate. Uh, yeah, please. <laughs> can we, we need <laughs> to get back. that functionality let me, let me, if me, we can. Be clearer. Let me be clearer. What I said, and I still stand by this point, maybe <laughs> no, no. now, now is no, no. 11, 11 points point. uh, compared to six on Monday. So... At that time, my thinking was: I think we've, I think we've got more, a better chance of getting top four, however little that chance may be, comparing compared to going out and winning the Europa League. That's the point I was trying to make. Um, in terms, but of- what
3: did you say, though? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> you said. You said we will finish in the top
0: four. Did okay. he actually say that? Is that what no, you said? he said? I, I, played, I the right, let's he play played the tape. He played. He the this. tape. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, but I do stand. I still think you wrote, like, especially from experience, last couple of last three, maybe not last year, but two years before that, when we got to the semis and finals, we sort of tried putting all our eggs into one basket, or and we sort of we we, we pushed for we pushed for Europa. Um, it's just a tough. Like, there's so many tough teams. here. like I said, there's three teams above us in the league right now in the Europa League. Who you know got yeah? I just I just think playing home in a way uh, with the squad we have is already quite fragile. Um, I think it's a tough ask to win the Europa League. Um, but yeah, I, 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 to be honest, it season I don't think we'll get Champions League football. If uh, I want to be totally honest,
2: I think if you look at our fixtures, we've got Leicester <laughs> next game, right? We
0: backtracked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do Leicester. That's right. Yeah,
2: so <laughs> if if we're going to even get close. Um, we have to start picking up points mm. from some of these games where we don't really have much hope against winning, and even then, it's going to be a really, really tough that's ask. Really it's an eleven-point gap.
1: Right. Which we've, is uh, we've won one in insane. six now, boys. That's uh, that's the form where we're on at the moment. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, the run of games: so, Leicester away, Burnley away, then Spurs at home, West Ham away, then Liverpool at home. Mm. Well, so,
3: this is my so this is it near. I mean, that like might so my challenge to that was is that. You're right, there are teams above us who are playing in the Europa League now as well, right? So it's obviously going to be tough. But at least we're playing, you know, you're almost starting even. Whereas at the moment in the league, you've got all these teams above us. And we've got an incredibly tough set of fixtures coming up. And we're playing some of those teams that are above us. And we've, we're, we're starting on a negative if mm. that makes sense. Mm. So that's my problem is like with this, like the reason why I, I really struggle, even with top six, to be honest, even with top six, I struggle because I think that not only do, do these teams have to drop points, which some are, mm. right? Some are not only, but like you just said, one in six. And we've got these games that are coming, coming up. Like I, I can't see it. Um, and I just, I feel with the Europa, there's something mentally, which hopefully us as a team can kind of say the league's a league, whatever, but you know, if this is in our destiny. Yeah. If we if we win our ties, then we'll 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 yeah. get through. It doesn't matter what other people do. Hmm. It's what we've been doing but,
2: in the um, FA Cup all this time, right? Like yeah. we've been yeah. so bad in the league, but come FA Cup time, but everything starts again. Yeah, it's,
1: but it's the thing about the Europa League. It's the it's the travelling element as well, which is this is what's killing us. Um Going especially like playing playing home games away now as well, which is like ridiculous. So. Mm. um so I don't know if you're playing Leicester next round. Does that mean we have to both go to Greece? I don't know what the, what <laughs> the rules are point. there. I don't know what the rules good... are there. Um yeah, yeah. It's just a fatigue. Even even if players are not playing, for example, right, um, like Lacazette and Pepe, they still travelled four hours to four hours there, four hours back. Yeah. It's still like whether you're playing or not, it's still a, still a fatigue for the whole squad that's travelling. Um, and that's why that's why. Sorry, what I was trying to say is like even two years ago, we went for the Europa League. I think we missed out on like top four by one point. Yeah. And like we're losing so many games at the end unnecessarily because we were like rotating between that and the Europa. So like sometimes I just feel because Arsenal's squad is not strong enough, that's why we shouldn't be putting all sorry, we should be just putting it like into one basket rather than trying to go on two grounds and just you know, losing out on both.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think that leads us nicely onto the Europa League then. Um back in action on Thursday. <laughs> Tough second leg now. Um coming off the back of a a defeat against City. So uh, what do we think, boys, leading into game? We talked about it briefly, didn't we, when we uh, reviewed the Benfica first leg. Um, But yeah, now going into that game on the back of this one. Any thoughts? What do you think, Mice? What do you think? (laughs) Um, I don't think much has changed from what I said in the last last episode. Um, I mean, we haven't picked up any new injuries today, I don't think. Um, Saka got another 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know like and said right we, he expected him to be rested it was seemed like an opportunity to do that a little bit concerned about that to be honest um Tierney's back I fully expect him to start um which I think is a as we saw what well before he w- got injured and then obviously while he was out what a massive miss he was um he's such a big player for us so I'm a little bit more confident now that he's he's just played the full game and looks like he's fully fit um, we didn't have the best game, obviously. We, didn't, we had an all right game, uh, but at least he's back. Um, so I, I think I think I said 1-1 one, one, and we sneak through somehow. And I said, I don't think it's going to be a particularly great performance or a particularly good watch. I think it's going to be quite a nervous game for us. Um, but I think we'll somehow, somehow get through. Um, but yeah, as I said, I think I've mentioned before, we're just so inconsistent. You just don't know what team or what performance we're going to get. Um, They know what they need to do, right? Like they've got one away goal, but it's such a dangerous scoreline. Can't afford to just sit on that away goal. So they're going to have to go out and try and, you know, yeah, well, at least get a goal. Uh, But they're going to have to go and score. They can't just sit on a a draw and hope and our defence can't do that. But you just don't know. You just really don't know. So, yeah. How about you guys?
3: I think Aaron was going to say something before I...
2: Yeah, I was pretty much going to agree with so I You don't really know what to expect, but, you know, let, let's be honest. If if we go out, it will be a massive disaster for us.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: there's no two ways about it. So whatever we do, um, we have to find a way to win and the pressure's on. So let's hope we can pull it off.
1: Or, or draw nil nil, mate. That'll be enough. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: Or draw <laughs> And nil-nil. that's what
3: you did predict nil. You think it's going to be nil nil? <laughs> yeah, don't, I think it's
1: nil nil. Yeah. <laughs> so I just can't the, see the, that. They're going to create enough chances to. Yeah. You I think I'll answer because
3: because Benfica change. are going to turn round, right? Shorty Nero, right? Ben, Benfica are going to go. Well, it, they have to score more than we do. Yeah. So let's go out and attack. Why um, wouldn't they do that? Like they're, they're, they they'll they'll they they just will, go do that. This is
1: the kind of game where again El Nune might play, and I think that's. Let's not concede.
0: Oh, I'd be surprised, mate. I think I would have is... run out. It's a
2: good point. Uh, eh. uh, you can see Arteta just playing on anything, thinking, let's keep it tight. Let's keep it tight. Counter. Uh,
0: let's not create. A I would have spaces. thought that. Mm, okay. It's
3: ties like this where I really miss Wenger.
0: Mm. It's
3: t- like in these situations because you know that at the Emirates, he'll set us up to score goals. Mm. Like, you mm. know that, right? And, mm. and more often than not, in these kind of situations against a team that we should be winning against, like we you know we had that automatic in us to be able to create enough of those chances and, and score goals and yeah. the thing is with Arteta we haven't really seen from my memory anyway we haven't seen Arteta set us up in a, in a way where he's gone right our objective today is very much to attack and create loads of chances and that being like the focus of the efforts and sometimes yes it might leave us a bit unstable in some situations but just overload and attack i have not seen that yet and I kind of hope that we try and take an initiative like that against Ben.
0: Hopefully, hopefully. Okay, boys. So we gave predictions at the end of the last episode. Um, I said one-one, and we somehow get through. Uh, Nero, you said 0-0, nil, nil. Are You sticking to that?
1: Y- yeah. What was your prediction for the city game, mate?
0: <laughs> it was a draw. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just being optimistic. I just don't know predicting <laughs> us to lose. That, that was all it was. <laughs> yeah. So you're sticking with 0-0, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I'll stick with
1: uh, stick with but him, mate, nil. sorry. Okay, yeah. We'll, we'll
0: sorry. Go, uh, go on. No, 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 nothing. Yeah.
3: Uh, Raj. <laughs> uh i think we'll win 2-1 okay on the night on the
0: on the night on yeah, the night yeah. Mm-hmm. okay yeah, yeah and aaron
2: i can't remember what i said but i'm pretty sure i said 2-1 on the night as well so i will go with that
0: whatever <laughs> i don't i
2: don't care as long as we go through
0: Penalties. yeah yeah it's true all right guys brilliant thanks very much um so Look forward to Thursday night. If you're watching on YouTube, we would appreciate a thumbs up. Please subscribe. And uh if you're listening on a pod um podcast, then subscribe as well, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Easy. (laughs) All right, guys, thanks very much for tuning in. Catch you next time. See you guys. Bye bye. See you later, guys.